the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I hope you're getting ready for a great weekend. I know I am. In fact, uh, I will be participating in a couple of the uh, Stop the Steal events, hopefully. I know I've been supporting many of them. I also will be going with my sons, my two sons that are Boy Scouts. Uh, They're doing some kind of zipline thing or something on Saturday, so... I will be doing a lot. Uh, hope you're well. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, listen, go to ProAmericaReport.com and get signed up for the Daily Wink. What you need to know, the Wink, every morning goes into your email box, 5 a.m. Pacific time, 8 a.m. East Coast time, and uh, Monday through Friday. On the weekends, I let you break, uh, although you can go back and find all of the segments from the week of this show, this program. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. You'll find them over there also. Sign up for the Wink there, but also find all these interviews. Okay, well, what do you need to know as you head into this weekend getting ready for thanksgiving number one um i will i will i'll explain some more of the uh what i saw with the rudy giuliani uh thing i've it's crystallized in my head a little bit more and i think you'll understand that i'm um what i saw yesterday and told you about is correct uh but it's even more correct today but uh, i'll get to that in a minute let me talk a little bit about covid and what you need to know is now notice what's happening right there is there is a sharp movement by some of the democrat governors to take strong action to what is it what do we used to say uh Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, right? Remember that was the beginning of this? We have to flatten the curve. Well, here's what's happening now with sort of flatten the curve. Um, Notice, Democrat governor in California, Governor Newsom, he's cracking down. Uh, I love Cernovich, Mike Cernovich, who calls him, uh, what do you call him, hair gel Newsom or Newsom or something. Uh, But being received, of course, with uh, absolute rage by a lot of people, California residents. Same thing is happening, by the way, in New Jersey. Same thing is happening in Michigan. Same thing is happening in other Democrat states. And in Republican states, you see a much more measured response or, frankly, a much more dramatic response. For example, Florida has said they won't shut down. Missouri, my home state for many years, has said the governor there, Republican who just won re-election, he said, you know, uh, how did he say it? He said, I recommend you decrease some of your interaction if you're in a, a, a particularly high risk group. But he's not going to ban it. He's not going to put on mandates in St. Louis County, the largest county in the uh, in the in in Missouri. There's a crackdown. The 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 county executive there is a guy named Sam Page. He's he's you know doing a lockdown again. Um, So here's what I want to tell you: something you need to think about, what you need to know. Right now, in the next couple weeks, the hysteria about uh, COVID is going to uh, force people to look again at who's in charge. And I believe one of the factors in the election in November that has not really been understood is the dissatisfaction with the party uh, of the Democrat Party at their vision of shutting down and the hypocrisy of it. 
And that Donald Trump had positioned himself down the stretch as the one who said, we got to get back to normal. We can't let the cure be worse than the illness. In fact, by the way, the New York Times, uh, Nick Kristoff, who's a total liberal, you know, liberal of the nth degree. He said a couple days ago, Trump was right about schools. And he, Nick Kristoff actually said, just because Trump said it doesn't mean it's not true. And he went on to say, look, it turns out it just it, it, it's the kids should be back in school in person. Now, here's what I want to tell you. I, I don't think it's been analyzed. I think there's lots of, of, of reasons that people wonder about uh, why there was a red wave except Trump. And uh, we'll talk about in a minute why except Trump and the reason why is because they were cheating. But it was a red wave across the country because the Republican Party was associated with get back to normal, do risk management, but take the risks you have to to have your life. And the Democrat became uh, kind of clearly associated with put on your mask, we'll lock down, we're in charge, blah, blah, blah. And you're seeing that play out dramatically now as Governor Whitmer of Michigan, Governor Newsom of, of California, the St. Louis County, uh, Missouri County Executive, uh, Sam Page, you know, Andrew Cuomo, uh, New York's mayor, the DC, the D.C. mayor, all these people are cracking down. And in general... The Republican Party is saying, uh, okay, do your risk management analysis, but you're going to have to make your own judgment. I think that's why you saw such a sweep. I think that's the number one issue that you saw such a sweep. I don't think it was even, I mean, in places like Florida, there were some groups of people that, that had honed in on how uh, socialist looking some of the Democrat policies and candidates were. But of course, they were lying about that by the end. You know, they were covering up for what their real policies are. So I'm not sure that's true. But I think down in southern Florida, where lots of Hispanics and Cuban Americans, Venezuelan Americans were like, hey, we recognize what the Democrats are signaling. We don't want that. But in general, Americans vote sort of more broadly. And I think they thought, well, Trump can bring us back in the economy, maybe. But I think they more associated who's going to kind of take away our freedom. Anyway, that's my theory. Here's the interesting political calculation you need to think about. This election's not over. And let me tell you what I thought yesterday was as I got more perspective a little bit uh, from yesterday, the Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell press conference. I believe the press conference, and I said this on a, on, a, on a Periscope. If you go to at Eagle Ed Martin, you can see my Periscope. I do a couple a day. And I said this there, the battle to save this republic and the corruption of the swamp and what they did in this election, which it was really swampy. It was really corrupt. That's my opinion. I don't have all the facts yet. I don't have proof yet, but it's my opinion. But the battle to unveil and to fight back through this corruption is there's three fronts on the war. Let's say that there's three fronts, three fronts. One is the legal front. There is a legal claim, legal claims to be made in places and has to be done. The second front is the public relations, the national uh, media, the information and the third is the Constitution. On the legal front, they're choppy, right? It's choppy. They're fighting through. They got all kinds of allegations of fraud. I think the press conference was showed some of that. On the, on the fight over the national understanding, the information, we, the people, are getting killed by the media. That's in a full-on disinformation campaign. Unbelievable, really. Extraordinary. Unbe I, I mean, breathtaking. And not just the, not just even just the um, the one the Washington Post and the MSNBC they're in the tank. We're talking about and CNN. We're talking about Fox News is in there and and others. You know Tucker Carlson's kind of mixed response the other night to the Rudy Giuliani thing. There, the, so on the battlefront of the of the Amer American people's understanding, we're we're getting killed. We're getting beaten by the power of the media and big tech to to they're using this word concession and you're un-American if you don't concede concede what 
If the thing was stolen, you don't concede. If someone robs a bank, you don't concede, well, he got the money, we'll just move on. No, you don't concede, you get to the bottom of it. Anyway, so uh, we're losing that. And, and, and then the Constitution thing is pro- progressing. And here's what happened yesterday. The, the, the press conference with Rudy Giuliani, the Thursday press conference with Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell, that was actually, um, that was actually a, a salvo in the battle of the national information that looked like it was about the, um, the uh, legal adjudication. In other words, they went there and talked about the legal adjudication, but they didn't really have a lot of the stuff. They had some affidavits and all. They didn't have all the lawsuits, but they basically put out into the into the uh, kind of uh, MAGA sphere information for people to believe, hey, wait, I can see it now. I can't see all the proof, but I can see evidence that they stole it. I, I am motivated. Now, remember, I told you there's three battlefronts, the, the court cases, the Constitution and the information on the information battle, Sidney Powell and, and Rudy Giuliani fed the faithful and a lot of others information that made them say, oh, OK, I see it. I see it. I'm not sure I believe it yet, but I see it. I got you. Rudy Giuliani's the guy that fought the mafia. He's calling it organized crime. I see you. I see the direction. OK, I'm, I'm paying attention now. So here's the thing. It's um, it's uh, I believe that that was a a legal briefing that was set up in order to foster a better national understanding of what's going on. And then on the third front, which is the constitutional front, it was important for that signal to be sent. Okay, so that's what I'm seeing. That's what I believe is happening. And there's a reason for that. And I'm going to tell you how I'm going to take a break real quick because I got to keep doing this. I'm not going to I only have one interview later. I believe I'll have Joe Flynn and we'll talk with Joe Flynn. But I'm going to take a break and come back and continue. This is a double wink today because I need to explain to you what else I'm seeing about the third battlefront. I'm going to lay it out again. All right. So we'll take a break. When we come back, I will break down for you. Remember, let me say it so you can hear it over and over again. We're in a war for our republic. And there are three fronts. One front is the legal court cases, legal problems with the election. The second is the public information or disinformation campaign. And the third is the Constitution. We'll take a break. We come back. I'll explain to you how the the battle over the Constitution is moving pretty well for President Trump. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Okay, let me lay out the battle for you. Lay out the battles. We're in a war. We're in a war for the Republic, okay? It's the war. It's a siege. We're under siege. It's a war. Let me tell you the three fronts in this war, okay? Three fronts. Okay, are you ready? The first front is, in fact, the legal fight, courtrooms, legal fight over the election. Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, they're showing major patterns of misconduct, major uh, serious allegations, not moving 100 votes, moving thousands. That's the first battle. Call it the battle over the election fraud. Okay. the second battle is a battle of misinformation. And we are being bludgeoned, brainwashed by the mainstream media, big tech and everybody else to believe that Biden won and that we should concede. If you do not say Biden won and you concede, you're a bad American. That's what we're being brainwashed. We have to fight that misinformation, that propaganda front every day, all the time. It's a battle. 
Okay? What happened yet in the third front, the third battlefront, is the battle for the Constitution and, and the Constitutional Republic. And that's where we are right now. That's what I want to talk about. This is very important. And what you're going to hear next, this is, a, this is how our Constitution works. This is why America is stable. This is why we're the greatest country in the world, because our ruling, our founding fathers said in ruling documents, the Constitution, the rule of law, Judeo-Christian values, here goes. What Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell said yesterday that looks like a, a, a opening a new front on the battle for the courts, there's something there. But what they also were doing was saying on the information front to the MAGA base, to the grassroots, to the people that are loyal to the Constitution and the president, they said, here's what's going on. And people said, oh, yeah, I see it. Now, over here on the third front, the front that has to do with the Constitution, what we have is it's a battle for our state legislatures to do their job. And earlier today, President Trump had Michigan legislators, state legislators in town. They met with him because here's how it goes. Under the Constitution, I'm looking at it. I would keep doing it to you. Article 2, Section 1, Second Paragraph. Each state, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature therefore may direct a number of electors to the Electoral College. The total power is in the state legislatures to decide if the election was so corrupt, the battlefront that Sidney and Sidney and Rudy just laid out, plus the misinformation, the propaganda battlefront, and over here the Constitution, the state legislators are looking and going, huh, that thing is corrupt. That 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 system is corrupt. The, and the national media is lying to us, but that we the people know what's at stake. We're gonna opt for we the people. Now let me be clear. A politician, elected officials, you have to understand that their motives, they don't have to be pure for us to call them pure. We don't have to worry about it. I don't have to know what their motives. I don't care if they believe in the sanctity of the Constitution and therefore they act correctly or that they believe that their job, re-election, depends on acting in favor of the sanctity of the Constitution. doesn't matter to me why they move. It just matters that they move. And what I'm telling you right now is there's movement on the battlefront to protect our Constitution. So again, let me back up and pause and explain it to you again one more time. There are three fronts in the battle to protect our republic. Our republic has been threatened by the corruption of the swamp, the corruption of our election system, the corruption of election night, the corruption by the media, corruption, corruption, corruption. We're at war. If we don't fight back and just accept these results, we will be radically diminished as a nation and perhaps we won't survive. So what are the three battlefronts? One is in the courts. Legal redress. The rule of law allows legal redress for fraud. Sidney Powell found it. Rudy Giuliani found it. Rudy says it's organized crime kind of coordination. Okay, have at it. A big battle. Lots of good people. I wish there was more prominent lawyers, more of the a clean fingernail set that did the fought for a W in 2000. But whatever, I don't care. That's a battlefront. There's good generals on that battlefront. Rudy, Sydney. okay? Now, over here in the other battlefront is the battle against the propaganda of the mainstream media and the globalists and the people in the elites that want us to shut it down. They say, Biden won, you must concede. And if you don't concede, they call you a bad American. That's the propaganda campaign. And how are we doing there? We're getting killed. 
you know, there, there are good guys and gals on our side that are on TV, but even Tucker yesterday or whenever it was, was kind of mixed. He, he sounded like he wanted, he was mad that he didn't get more of the goods from Sydney. And, and so there's, you know, Fox news has been less than supportive of we, the people, let me say it that way. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that over time now, if this was 10 years ago, they would have already won. If this was 10 years ago, the swamp would have already won. In fact, they probably did do it 10 years ago. I've been thinking about this. You know who really missed out? President Romney. If you think about the election trajectory, 2010, Obama loses everything. 2010, mid-year election. 2014, Obama loses everything. 2012, Obama wins? You ever wonder? You ever wonder why Obama won 2012? You ever think about it? And by the way, now move this way. Now say this. Why didn't Hillary, if they had this corruption, why didn't Hillary use it? You know why? They didn't think Trump could win. Just like on election night this time, they didn't think Trump would have as many votes. They didn't think they needed it. That's why they did the dark of night, you know, these booming, uh, you pop the numbers so high. But back to my point, three fronts, propaganda, we're losing. But, but here's the thing. 10 years ago, we would have been losing worse. We would have been done already because social media actually allows us to communicate. And the fractured media actually allows, you know, right side broadcasting and Newsmax and others to cover things. So we actually have some space to try to survive as a republic because we are in a position to try to communicate past the disinformation and because the fake news has been so discredited over the last two or three years that we don't actually have to believe them. Okay. So, and then the third front, the constitution, let me explain to you. As the Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona elected officials realize that the evidence of corruption that Rudy and Sydney and others are putting out. I was on a call earlier today with senior members of the RNC, the actual members and, and Patrick Byrne, the billionaire tech genius who has laid out and others have done it, done all the math and they're showing this thing was rigged. And as the, as the momentum is turning and people are saying, holy cow, I'm not listening to CNN and Van Jones tell me what to do. I'm listening to the people that are looking at how this was stolen. As that momentum turns on the constitutional front, remember, it's a three-front war. One is in the courts, one is in the propaganda, public opinion, and the other is the Constitution. On the Constitution, our state legislators are feeling emboldened. They're feeling emboldened. Listen, Every state rep and state senator, every congressman, senator, congresswoman, whatever, every person of those kinds, every one of them, when they win, they have the, and, and it's a fine instinct. It's very American. They have it in their head and their heart that they might just be one of the great American leaders. They might just be the one that stands up and ends up running the table, becomes president or stands up and does something right to reverse Roe v. Wade, whatever it is. Having big dreams as a public person is good, not bad. Show me a politician and a public person that doesn't have ambition. I'll show you somebody who's not going to win for long. So I tell you this right now. The legislators in this country, in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, they're looking at this situation and other places and they're saying, that system looks broken. And happily, we've got a constitution that makes sure if an election was broken, that there's a way, a fail safe to hold us in check. And that's the Constitution. That's what it does. That's what the Electoral College does. That's what the Congress will do. And, and so now we're seeing more and more movement. Now, 
Why is it that the propaganda press, the fake news is going into overdrive? They're attacking Rudy. They're attacking Sydney. They're attacking everybody. It sounds like they're getting a little nervous. You, if you're confident, you would come out with someone that says, um, yeah, Rudy Giuliani, his allegations of fraud, they're debunked right here. Didn't do it. You know, the allegations of a misconduct, massive misconduct by Dominion, the Dominion executives, they didn't show up for a Pennsylvania uh, state uh, committee hearing. The state legislature asked them to come in. They said they wouldn't backed out. It looks like people are getting nervous in the highest levels and they're doing what the left does, which is attack, personalize, get nasty and try to win it that way. So stay strong, patriots. Understand the field of battle. The field of battle is a three front. It's a field of battle. There's three fronts. We need you in every part of all three fronts. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our old friend Ted Malik is with us. Dr. Ted Malik is the author of many books and uh, columns. He's got a new piece he sent me and uh, very, very clever. Uh, I like the headline, Since When Did We Become a Banana Republic? And, and Ted, as I was saying in the open of the show today, um, I actually did back-to-back segments on it. Uh, you know, the battle to try to save the republic here, there's a legal fight. Uh, that's the one that's happening with uh, Sydney and Rudy and all these people. There's the PR propaganda problem, which is the national media and everybody else. Uh, big tech saying, oh, concession is next to godliness. You must concede or you're not a good American. And, and, you know, the third one is the Constitution, which answers some of the questions when other things are broken. So uh, but first of all, Ted, give me your thoughts on this. Obviously, your piece, your you, you I see your frustration in the piece. Well, tell me where you think we are and where you think we're headed. Well, I, I think it's a great embarrassment when America, the sort of bulwark of freedom around the world, the beacon of democracy uh, stoops to this kind of low and basically is engaged in what Jimmy Carter would call a fraudulent election. Uh, And he monitors Mm -hmm. these things around the world. If we monitored our own election, we'd have to conclude that there is something badly wrong here. Uh, I have friends, Mm -hmm. as you do, all over the world, from Venezuela to Eastern Europe to Asia even in Africa, and they've been calling me and mostly emailing me and saying, what's up? I thought America was supposed to be the standard, the gold standard. This is worse than a banana republic. It's worse than Chad. It's worse than Guatemala. It's worse than the Philippines. It's worse than Moldova. I mean, goodness, what are you guys doing? Well, and I think there's a lot of that sentiment. And as I tell people, um, you know, it's uh, but 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 Ted, I, what I want to ask you about is the power of um, the media, the fake news and the tech to just sort of keep a narrative that that uh, um, Biden won and will cover nothing else. I mean, as someone referred to um, the, the, the Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell press conference, no matter what you think of the underlying facts, these are two prominent. Uh, these aren't you know, these aren't kids. These these aren't uh, newbies, prominent American officials holding a press conference talking about major election fraud. And and literally everybody ignored it except for a handful of co- more conservative sites, got more conservative entities. I mean, that's yeah, a stunning no, we, thing, isn't it? This, we, we've lost the battle of the media. We've lost the battle, frankly, of the universities. We're losing the battle for moral authority. 
And uh, frankly, you know, conservatism is limping along on really, I would say, less than one foot. So it's very discouraging when you look at the power. And I mean, some of us have been talking about this for four or five years. So this is an old argument. The power of big tech to control our lives, to collect information on us, to pipe products and services to us, to give us kind of mind control, to talk into your Alexa or different devices and give them everything about yourself. These companies, and there are four or five of them, we don't need to name them, the FANGs, have come to to basically dominate all that we do. And now, obviously, they're on the left politically. They've said politically, you need to be like this or else we're going to cancel you. Hmm. The um, it is that's that 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 that's that's the thing that I again I, I I describe it as a battle on three fronts. The three fronts that the battle is on is uh is is the the legal one, the fraud, the election fraud, actual stuff. The second one is this PR propaganda battle, and the third one is the Constitution. And frankly, uh, Ted, the danger right now is uh, the rule of law, the election fraud stuff. Maybe maybe there's not an outlet, and then the media, the propaganda thing is overwhelming. And and what should hold us instead is you know hold the republic together is the constitution and and the and the and the sort of um uh, escape valve it has for this kind of fraud and the question is will it will it hold will it will it hold are we a constitutional republic will the courts including some state supreme courts and eventually the US supreme court uh have a say in these matters will the election in certain states be invalidated. I mean, we gave Al Gore uh, more than a month to sort out that situation with the hanging chads in the year 2000. Everyone is rushing to judgment here to get rid of Donald Trump. That is unfair. It's unjust. What I call this in my piece is the fourth coup d'etat. It's the fourth Mm -hmm. coup d'etat. The first three failed. You remember them, the impeachment uh, you know, the the, the, the big tech uh, media criticism resistance. Uh, and the first one, of course, which I wrote a whole book on, The Plot to Destroy the President, the Steele dossier, and the Russia hoax. There have been three of them. This is the fourth hoax. This is the fourth coup d'etat. And my fear is this one will succeed. Well, and and here's a question, Ted. I think I know the answer, but I'll ask you because again, we're talking with Ted Malik, and and Ted is um uh, has been um around a few years more than me, and in and out of world politics as well as American politics. But here's a question for you, Ted. Where, where's all the big timers? I mean, where's all when 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 Bush v. Gore happened? You had all the James Baker types and the Rove types and everybody, and you know you got this sort of lonely cadre. I'm in the stop to St- the stop the steal us movement on you know okay. grassroots, and then Sydney and Rudy. But all those big lawyers, you know, there were there were a generation of lawyers that made their uh, name on the Bush v. Gore thing, and it feels like everybody stepped back, doesn't it? It does. And that's because the Republican establishment has no guts. And the Republican establishment, even today, is either against Trump, never Trump, or detest Trump. So it's their chance. Mm-hmm. If you want to read, you know, Sophocles, you want to read Antigone, you want to read a classic play, it's their chance to actually stab 
President Trump in the front, not in the back. And that's what's happening. He's been abandoned by literally the entire Republican establishment, except for a handful of senators and a couple of these key allies. uh, And I would say conservatives with a backbone. Otherwise, it seems people are just willing to cave in and walk away. Talk about 2024, talk about Trump starting a TV station, haha, or talking about who's going to be the next Republican candidate. Mm-hmm. Well, and as I said to somebody, uh, for those that are now the media, uh, the, the switch on the propaganda front, the fake news propaganda is a little bit of a switch. They're now saying, well, because there probably will be a Republican Senate and the House is so close, it won't be that bad. You know, it, it won't be that. And, and, I, and my answer is we don't. Know well, and my answer because the contest in yeah. Georgia is going to be equally crooked. Well, but I but my thing is this is as you know, Ted, we, we you and I don't have to like it. I think we don't. The fact is that the, there is much, much more um uh, power in the president the executive than ever. So Joe Biden as executive, he can do things and the media will let him and they and the and the Republicans won't stand up. They already said they'll confirm some of these people. So I, I don't think people realize how much can change. Uh, I mean, my point is that's not a reason to be complacent and say, oh, well, yeah, I guess we'll wait four years. Yeah. First of all, I'm not sure you'll ever win an election again if they get away with it. Never, never win another election. Executive orders can change everything literally on day one. And he will have a vice president and people behind him who are basically socialists. So that's the direction. Mm-hmm. That's the flow. He's not going to. T- I mean, he's senile. You know, he's not going to stem that flow of directionality. The fact is, uh, I, I mean, I wrote about this before the election and others did. We are, are uh, what's at stake here is losing America. Uh, we're talking to Ted Malik. Ted, I just got about a minute left, so let me ask you. I, I don't know if you talked to him, but I'm sure you talked to folks around him. How is the president's uh, fighting spirit? So I have talked to people who are fighting this fight, uh, people that are in Nevada, people that are in, uh, were in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Uh, they are fighting. They still have fights. They say Trump, while you know, obviously going into a shell, also has fight, and he's not going to give this up. He's fighting for his entire reputation, and that is something that, in fact, is worth fighting for. Yeah. All right, Ted Malik. Thank you as always. It's a good piece. Uh, I will post it up on my uh, stuff, and uh, we'll be back. We'll talk again in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for coming on. To Happy Thanksgiving. If we don't talk by then, and uh, on we fight. I'm glad you're fighting, and I'm glad you're uh, uh, recognizing the stakes. So we appreciate it. All right, we'll take a quick break, everybody. When we come back, I'll wrap things up with a, a piece on exactly uh, what's at stake. Following up on what Ted and I just said, it's Ed Martin here on a Pro America Report. Be back in a moment. This is the Pro America Report on the Answer, Sandy. Diego. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In this season of Thanksgiving, don't forget to be thankful for founding father Roger Sherman. Sherman might not get as much press as Washington or Franklin, but his legacy is an important part of our national heritage. Sherman holds the singular distinction of being the only man to sign all four of America's revolutionary founding documents, including the Continental Association of 1774, the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, and the Constitution of the United States. However, Sherman's legacy goes far beyond just putting his name on a few pieces of parchment. 
It's no exaggeration to say that our Constitution never would have come into existence without his help. The biggest point of contention at the Constitutional Convention of 1787 was over what representation the state should have in the federal government. Smaller states wanted to have equal representation for each state. Their vision was called the New Jersey Plan. States with larger populations wanted representation based on population. They called their vision the Virginia Plan. The convention completely stalled over this one pivotal issue. When the New Jersey plan was officially rejected, delegates from the small states threatened to withdraw from the convention completely. Had they done so, the Constitutional Convention could have fallen apart, taking our fledgling nation down with it. In this critical moment of crisis, Delegate Roger Sherman of Connecticut stepped forward to offer a plan that would come to be known as the Great Compromise of 1787. In it, he called for a legislature comprised of one body with representation based on population and another body giving equal representation to each state. After minimal modification, Sherman's compromise was adopted by the convention. He may not recognize his name, but Roger Sherman saved the miracle known as the U.S. Constitution before it ever came into existence. Our history is filled with heroes and heroines most people today have never heard of. Young people need to hear more about these men and women so the next generation of Americans can be filled with heroes, too. Our rich national history is worth exploring and honoring. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Plus, you can find, follow, and share our work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And I want to finish up today by talking a little bit about why it's um, not okay to fall victim to the brainwashing of the media on the question of, well, what's the big deal? There'll be a a, a Senate. It looks like the Republicans may have the Senate. So that'll be a check on the new administration. You know, this is just a shifting and no big deal. Here's what I want to tell you. This is not a good thing I'm about to say. This is a weakness. Maybe this can be another part of our future. But our federal government, especially our executive branch, is so powerful now that whoever's in charge of the presidency has very dominant control over lots of our lives, lots of aspects of our lives. And so when you say, well, what's the big deal? You hear the media starting to say this. They're, they're starting this. This new part of the brainwashing is, the, is well, you know, um, there'll be a Senate uh, that's probably Republican and the House is so close and they'll be able to protect. Oh, and the Supreme Court will have it. Look, what is it? One seventh of the economy is controlled by health care. And the guys and gals that are about that are, are lining up to enter a Biden administration, they, they want to target uh conservatives in healthcare, hospitals, Catholic hospitals, you know, back in uh, California, you all listeners are familiar and you all may not remember it specifically, but in 2014, attorney general of California, Kamala Harris, she made sure 
that the hospital, St. Joseph's Health System, and uh, what was it, Hogue Memorial Hospital, I'm looking for my notes, uh, and this is Newport Beach, they, they were had all kinds of restrictions, and they, they made sure that they were going to target restri- uh, the health, Catholic health system because they're not going to allow, like the little sisters of the poor, were not going to be exempt from Obamacare. They didn't care what their conscience was. The number one priority in health care is to make sure that the agenda of the left gets implemented. That will include tax dollars for abortion. That will include regulatory rollback. That will include not allowing protection for healthcare professionals based on their religious conscience. You will see protection for healthcare and everybody else on all sorts of transgender and other kind of uh, far left things. There'll be all those protections. So there is a radical difference. It's my point here is it's okay to have a conversation about who won or who lost the election. But when you're told you should concede in part because don't worry, your positions won't be uh, impacted or targeted. That's just a lie because the executive branch will have a lot of power. Now, by the way, that's not a reason to perform a coup. The left, I think, thinks it does. But it is a reason to not give up on the argument about, hey, was this election fraudulent or what happened here? Let's get to the bottom of it. And now more and more you're hearing the media say, well, it's just not that big a deal. You know, the difference between the the, the two uh, uh, parties, well, it's not that far off. No, it's very dramatic. Look, the Paris Climate Accord, which is what Biden says, if he became president, he'd go back right into right away. That costs us billions and billions, of, billions and billions of dollars, probably trillions. But that's not the beginning I mean, sorry, that's not the end of the entanglements. He said he's going to go back into the U.N. and and, and participate in some of the human rights aspects of the U.N., which targets conservatives. They don't believe that religious conservatives have opinions and values that are worthy of respect. So that's going to be another aspect of this. And then back to the size and scope of government, the size and scope of our government, the people that would be in charge are very different than you are. Conservatives, the conservative values, if you're a liberal, they're, they're right in line. And so my point here is to say, don't get hoodwinked into this idea that somehow, oh, divided government will be fine. Look, I, I just think we're at a crossroads. And again, it shouldn't be the only reason you're fighting for the integrity of the election, but it's a factor because I believe most of America, the vast majority of America, chose a direction that is more in line with America first, our founding values and our constitution. And so turning over the keys to the executive branch is not just like letting some people that differ a little bit. They differ a lot. They differ a lot. And the values that they have are very different than, I'd say, mainstream Americans. And for me, the values of protecting life and protecting, uh, uh, keeping tax dollars away from abortion. I mean, it's an easy one. The day Obama came in after George W. Bush, Obama immediately signed the paperwork, reversed the Mexico City protocol, and, and let tax dollars flow internationally to all kinds of groups that do abortion. But that same thing happens inside America. Planned Parenthood gets millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they'll get more. And those values matter. Again, my point is, don't be hoodwinked into thinking, oh, somehow that everything will be sort of moderated because of the Senate. It's not true. It's not true. In the vast amount of, of American life, the impact of the, of the presidency is monumental. Education policy. Here's one. Under Obama, the policies in the military were radically for the social engineering stuff. You know, the, the transgender, all the different kinds of things. Radically. If you talk to some of the people that served in the military during that time, they said, if you were not on board for that stuff, you didn't advance. And so for eight years, it was a, it was a bottleneck. 
I guess my point here is there's a lot more at stake than the media is telling you. And when they say, oh, well, you know, it'll be divided government, divided between we the people and what we want is how it feels. So don't pay attention to that. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. As always, um, have a great um, uh, building up towards Thanksgiving. We'll have some thoughts on that next week. Thank you, as always, to know our great technical director, Joanna, for helping us book great guests. And please go to ProAmericaReport.com and check out all our great interviews and sign up for the Daily Wink and track us over on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin, on Parlor at Ed Martin, also on Facebook, Ed Martin Live. And uh, of course, the AnswerSanDiego.com has all of our great colleagues in the Salem Radio Network. All right, we'll be back uh, Monday. We'll be back Monday and have a great weekend, everybody. And um, God bless you. Talk soon. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Talk to you soon.